0: When the wall made me sick When the wall made me crash my car And make me feel free, free, free I want a new job When the wall hurt my head When the wall made my mouth too dry I make my eyes too red Hello, you are listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast. We're in two... Late 40s curmudgeons bravely, boldly stare down the impending inevitability of their entertainment irrelevance. I am uh, 50% of your co-hosting team. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. And joining me today, as every episode of this podcast, he joins me, the man, the legend, the one, the only, your buddy,
1: Bill Scurry of America's Caesar Enterprises, which uh, Noah will uh, know in particular, is a car dealership in San Bruno, California, which does nothing but jerk you around when you walk on the lot. When you want to <laughs> buy, they're just yeah. fucking around with
0: you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an inside joke, folks. I got. Uh, don't go to Hyundai of San Bruno, okay? Go to Carvana instead. Well, let's see. <laughs> I don't pick up. I don't pick up my car until Friday. So far, they've been. I've been very impressed with them. Carvana, you know. Good, good stuff. Good, good service. Good deal. Good cars. But we'll see. I haven't gotten the the fucking yeah. car yet, so yeah. we'll find out. Hasn't happened we'll yet. We'll find if, if I get the car and it's like a used Yugo with like half an engine and well, you know, we wanted a the, Hyundai. We thought our
1: Yugo would be just. This do you remember when uh, Homer was buying the car uh, in The Simpsons? It was like season two, <laughs> and it has like a it has <laughs> it's a from we'll, Serbia. Or it has a, a fly as the hood ornament, and it, it's like it gets yeah. th- what is it? three four hectares per liter of kerosene. <laughs> Yeah. And, and Homer sitting in there grinding the transmission, the guy saying, Put it in H, put it in H <laughs> Yeah, I,
0: I just remember when Yugos were a Yugoslavian brief uh short-lived Yugoslavian car brand. The I think here's what I remember, Bill. Around the same time in the eighties, the Yugo and the Hyundai came out, and they yeah. were like part of the same news story in that they were both at the time much cheaper. Yeah. than other cars yeah. right yeah. i mean the hyundai was like this super inexpensive car somehow that was um it's korean i wish that was japanese it's korean uh and the yugo was yugoslavian and people were like are these real cars and snl made fun of them with an ad for a car made of clay and you know was that is the adobe the Jap- is that what it was the called? adobe or the pueblo mexican, yeah. mexican car the adobe yeah. yeah little car that's made out of clay um and um the hyundai you know adapted survived but the yugo yeah was just the 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 byword for crappy car
1: yeah well i'm sure like 600
0: bucks in the mid 80s yeah well
1: it's like you know the thing is cars from far asia they they had this really unfortunate um you know this thing about they but yugoslavia
0: is not in far asia
1: no 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 no, i'm saying the cars that did come from asia the toyota the hondas the Uh, Hyundais and all those cars had this bad, you know, that was a nativist sort of anti-Asian sentiment that these... I saw that documentary. Gung-ho. I saw that. documentary. The cars were not built to last. They had a bad reputation. It was difficult to get parts. They, you know, they were essentially fairly disposable, which is how they... The thing is, all those car makers managed to kick American cars. By the time the 90s rolled around, those cars Mm -hmm. did a really good job of competing with Detroit. And that's when Detroit found itself in trouble is because Detroit was still treating it like it was the early 80s. It it wasn't. Times had changed. Managed. I don't right. think the so, Yugoslavians, you know, and, you know, whether Yugo was a, a brand that was from behind, you know, Josip Tito's uh, semi-iron curtain or, or whatever, it was clearly a car that had not undergone the um, rigorous upgrades that the uh, Japanese and the Koreans, right. you know, right. underwent. That's why they I still, mean, they're extant today.
0: Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe the, you know, the first couple of years of Hyundais were absolute garbage. In the they were. They absolutely were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So, so thank you, Bill. Yes, Sam Bruno of Hyundai. Hyundai of Sam Bruno jerked me around. So, well, and you're listening a, to the Kelly the, Blue Book. Got the cast. car I wanted. Yeah. yeah, the Kelly Blue Book. Cast. That you, you know it's out there. You know it's. I mean, there's got to be a thousand car casts. Anyway, no, we we're not talking about a car today. Uh, so, on this show, we we talk about something always every week, something that's hot and happening in pop culture, and try to wrap our minds around it. And um, this topic. It kept floating to the top of my, you know, pop culture news consumption stew over and over again. Although it's not, you know, it's not a, 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 strictly speaking, a piece of pop culture, but it was popping up in pop culture. This is a drug. This is a pharmaceutical drug. It's a new drug. Called, and you want a new drug. And I want a new drug. I, When I was a kid, I heard that as I want to do drugs. That's what I thought it was. I want to do drugs. Uh, so it's called Ozempic and I kept reading, hearing about Ozempic and then there was a New York article I read and then I saw there was a New York Times article right next to the article about how, you know, new trends of winterizing your yachts are uh, bad news for Joe Biden and, uh, 12 editorials on the same page about how Ron DeSantis' uh, presidential campaign is, uh, failing on the launch pad, you know, normal time stuff. Anyway, sorry, Times rant over. Uh, so Ozempic was popping up a lot because uh, people have been talking about celebrities using it. It's a diet drug to the point where it's all over TikTok, a lot of commentary on TikTok. And one of the first TikTok videos I watched that uh, mentioned, you know, when I looked at the hashtag Ozempic, described it as the Kim Kardashian weight loss medicine, <laughs> as if she made it. Yeah. So, uh, but let me tell you about Ozempic. Ozempic is a trade name. Uh, it is a brand created by and sold by Novo Nordisk, which I believe is the largest Danish pharmaceutical company. And it was introduced in the market in 2012. Uh, Ozempic is a trade name for uh, semi-glutide, which is part of a class of medications known as incretin mimetics. What is an incretin mimetics? Uh, they're drugs that uh, ensure the pancreas releases sufficient uh, amounts of insulin when the blood glucose level is high. boost boosts the release of uh, the release of insulin by the pancreas in response to food intake, which helps control blood sugar. So if that means anything to you, you're probably going, that doesn't sound like weight loss. That sounds like diabetes. And that's exactly what it is. So Zempic, strictly speaking, is an anti-diabetes drug. And it has been improved, it has been approved by the FDA to treat diabetes along with its sister drug, Wegovi, 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 I believe, which is also Novo Nordisk. And, uh, I believe it's the same as Ozempic. It just is in different dosages. Uh, But additionally, semiglutide increases the hormone glucagon-like peptide 1, aka GLP-1. Semiglutide is a GLP-1 receptor agonist. Dude, I saw Receptor Agonist open for Megadeth in 1987. They were yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, Ronnie Great.
1: James Dio said, by them, oh, yeah. is, by yeah. stocking he, them. He
0: said that. Receptor Agonist is the band for watch. right? Yeah. right. Uh Right. So as a GLP-1 receptor agonist, semaglutin enhances the effects of naturally occurring hormone GLP-1. So in addition to its effects on blood glucose, helping with diabetes, uh, GLP-1 also impacts weight loss. It can be used as a weight loss drug it affects the hundred centers of the brain and the hypothalamus which basically makes you less hungry and it delays gastric emptying which basically means it delays it delays how soon food leaves your stomach which prolongs fullness so as logic would dictate this thing helps you eat less and thus lose weight quickly so Uh, wagovi was approved as a weight loss drug in 2021 but ozempic has not and for whatever reason ozempic is the one that has caught on more so people talk more about ozempic than wagovi ozempic has not been approved as a weight loss drug but many doctors are prescribing it quote-unquote off label which is legal which means you know prescribing a drug for something it is not approved a legal drug for something it's not approved to do Um, these drugs are not cheap the list price for a Zempic is about $892 for monthly supply without insurance. Uh, you, one takes it via an injectable gun. You shoot it into your body, around your belly, or under your arm. Uh, and it's ongoing. You have to do it every week, uh, or as soon as you stop doing it, the effects uh, wear off. And it is known to have some gnarly side effects. People report uh, nausea. People report hair loss. People report... Uh, diarrhea or its, you know, antimatter counterpart, uh, constipation. Um, and as I said, this is caught on among celebrities and it's on TikTok, tac It's on tic-tac. It's on, it's on certs. Um, <laughs> and celebrities such as Mindy Kaling, your buddy of mine, Elon Musk, Chelsea Handler, and of course the Kardashians have been either known to use it or accused of having used it. Um, uh, and that New Yorker article quoted a dietitian and influencer, well, referred to her. So it said recently the dietitian noticed that human weather vanes of social media beauty standards were spinning in a new direction. The Kardashians were shrinking, having previously appropriated styles created by black women, uh, e.g., you know, bigger behinds, you know, fuller faces, things like that. They were now leaning to the skinnier, whiter ideal. So a lot of celebrities are apparently using Ozempic or some other semi-glutide product to lose weight to the point where word is getting around and a lot of quote-unquote regular people are going to the doctor saying, gimme, gimme, Ozempic. Uh, Ozempic is also one of the things people are talking about is causing what is known as Ozempic face, sagging and aging the facial skin, making people look gaunt. I just look at that and I think of like images of people who are starved to death. I uh, think I've also even talked about Ozempic butt where your butt starts sagging because of rapid weight loss. Um, and there are worries that people are taking the drug not to deal with obesity. That's what it's being prescribed for, obesity. 40% of American adults are obese, so this is an issue. And not all of those, but many of those people are very unhealthy and at risk of you know, life-threatening diseases. Uh, but you know, the theory here is that people are not taking it to deal with life-threatening obesity. They're taking it to deal with, a, a, as a vanity drug, not a critical medication. And it becomes so popular that now the FDA has listed both Ozempic and Wagovi as, as two of dozens of medications in short supply. And Novo Nordisk uh, has limited shipments to the US, paused advertising to prevent shortages. This fear that you know, people taking it just because they want to be skinnier means that people who desperately need it for diabetes or even you know, for life-threatening obesity-related issues will be unable to get it. It is, in some way, set off a um, pharmaceutical arms race to create drugs like this. Even though semaglutide is proprietary of Nova Nordisk, so Bill, a lot of rich people taking a, a diabetes drug to lose weight. People are talking about it. It's kind of new territory for us. What do you think of
1: Ozempic? Noah, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, what you might ask yourself when you begin to peel away the layers. You know, I read the New York New Yorker article the same as you did, and that was the first time I'd been uh, cottoned to this whole situation. What was going on? That was a really good. That really was a, a good overall piece. I guess that by that, that was like six to eight weeks ago. It was, it was, it was a while. It happened. It happened. Yeah. It's an interview mirror. But uh,
0: yeah, no, I, I've been I've been saying this is a potential topic of ours for a while. Yeah. it's definitely been talked about since I think early in twenty three.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and it's like, it's 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 on a boil, except I think the last few things we talked about, you know, had more um, heat on them, as it were, and keep with the metaphors. Is the w, is the strike
0: still going on? Is the WGA strike still, going, still on? going
1: on? It's still going on. It's still going on. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so it's, it's strange because we're sitting here, uh, we would have never talked about a diabetic control substance, you know, I mean, you know, one of the topics that was happening over the course of our podcast had been the increasing price gouging uh, when it comes to insulin. You know, that was definitely a topic, but that is, that was, you know, I think it was a lot of boilerplate type stuff in the medical, medical industry, you know, certainly it was the stuff of governmental... Uh, oversight in some cases, but it, and it was, you know, a real kitchen sink issue for a lot of people in America who, you know, again, the diabetic problem is a lot. And I would say there's a lot of people of color who are diabetic in particular, that's why diabetes is able to be ignored is because it's just as much a black as it is a white disease. Um, and then, you know, that just somehow shuts that off to the side. I think it's easy to oh, oh, easier to ignore, but, you know, we are clearly not discussing this, in the context of it being an anti-diabetic drug, we are clearly discussing this in the context of it being something that is featured in the fashion hype press and uh, TikTok. You know, influencer culture has been driving a steady stampede of people to this for a while. And yeah, you, you know, I don't think that there's any better advertisement than having all the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you know, show up on TikTok and 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 Us Weekly and whatever sort of photo journals, whatever passes for photojournalism photo tabloids these days, uh, Instagram mostly in particular, uh, you know, with, you know, crash diets, people who dropped a lot of weight very quickly. And they, you know, and the thing is, it's, those, like, you know, I think the active word you said before was those who've been accused of again because there's a lot... I know. There's yes. been a lot of defensiveness.
0: I'm not on Ozempic. I get up at 5... Khloe Kardashian said that. I get up at 5 a.m. to go work out every day. I, yeah.
1: have, I have no doubt she does, but it's like... Well, it's... she's
0: got a personal trainers and personal chefs. That yeah. shit
1: gets easier. But yeah. why... And billions of dollars. But why is it that people who have no trouble owning up to cosmetic surgery, you know, which they've been to... For, now, the, the, the prevailing trade wind about cosmetic surgery is people, you know, tout the Brazilian butt lift, they tout the fillers they get, they tout all of these things. You know, that's there's no more shame with this generation about you know altering your body. It's it's clearly you, you're showing the manuals, you're not claiming that your nose got fixed or these. You know, you sort of had there's this what is it called? Um, buckle fat uh, on the cheek was is a, is a sort of David rigueur bit of a walkthrough. It's a liposuction of your cheek that essentially gives you a dimple by removing a pocket oh, of fat. Come on, don't look at me, I'm just telling you the facts here. So the thing is, why is it that people are claiming they're not using Ozempic when obviously, you know, they clearly are. I mean, the I biggest. Mean, but we don't know. Maybe they are. Well, let's put it this way. Kim A Kardashian. lot of people
0: have lost weight quickly from working out and diet. I'm not saying it's but healthy or but that's no. Easy, but but, 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 but. The,
1: pe- the people who are all investing in cosmetic plastic surgery, you know, drive by uh, Beverly Hills procedures. That's who is essentially the biggest advertisement for this Dr- Drive through plastics. Drive through dimple insertion. Yeah. So, you know, the the basic part of this is that you know when i read the new yorker article it occurred to me that that was the closing thread to uh, kim kardashian wearing marilyn monroe's dress and that people talked about how the hell is yes it, how that, did she squeeze into that thing? right it's like she was she is famously a large woman with curves and those curves are not all natural and she's gone on record by talking about the plastic surgery she's had to get you know her hips and her ass uh, expanded you know she know, at the beginning she denied a lot of that stuff too until she started all the kardashians started saying yeah this is how we do this this is how we maintain this body is by surgery. And so it's like, she obviously dropped, you know, many, many, many dress sizes to fit Marilyn Monroe's dress. And, you know, she claimed it was sort of a, the, the intent diet and exercise. And it's like, well, in retrospect, it seems very dubious that it could have been that at all. But she's not claiming to have, uh, to, you know, to use this stuff. Neither are any of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills who you'd say, you know, or Vanderpump Rules, any of these sort of offshoots, this whole bottom feeding ecosystem of, of, of people who are just influencing people. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a very strange world we're living in where this drug, which is, you know, my, my research says Wegovy is up to, um, 1,350 a month. You know, that's two shots a piece. That's what is that? 700 really? or so. Well, but some insurers are covering it. Some Some aren't, some some aren't. But again, it's like, how many Americans have insurance? How many Americans have insurance that do cover this stuff? But the point is, though, when you're able to pay for it out of pocket, you, you create this run. It's like, even if your insurance does cover it, there just simply isn't access to it right now. And here's what it reminds me of. And like you said before, it reminds me of Xanax, which is something that has a real clinical use for people, you know. And then it just winds up being abused by every fucking idiot in the universe who just wants to essentially have euphoric effects. You know, and Xanax... It, i'm sure a lot of people take xanax for the right reasons but a lot of people take xanax just as recreational you know to, to get over that kind of thing and it's like this is this is something that i'm sure that the you know it'll come back down to earth and hacking your body's uh, ability to deal with blood chemistry in terms of um you know insulin and whatnot will become a normal reasonable regular part of you know administering to people with diabetes and the way we relate to food and all that stuff but for the moment you know, when the, the barn door has been kicked open now, we we have to look at, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Brittany Cartwright from, from Banner Pump Rules and Kyle Richards, essentially, is the face of this. It's not I have never heard of those people. I had neither until I looked at this, and I, I, <laughs> I don't know who they are. But it's like, that's this is who we're stuck talking about for the moment. It's more celebrity fucking churn bullshit. Well,
0: look, I, I came at this from another angle. I really started thinking about this as a drug and, and starting with the, the beneficial stuff, you know, the idea that here's a drug that was made for uh, diabetes and it's sort of been, I mean, I know this isn't really accurate term, but it's sort of been hacked to deal with uh, obesity. Um, and I think that's necessary. You know, as I said, we have something like 40% of American adults are obese. Uh, I read this almost a quarter of teenagers are obese. And, you know, we're we're, we're going to dance around some issues of body shaming, body positivity here, but I hope we can agree that for too many people, obesity is a problem, something that is causing terrible— and I think, frankly, is brought about by terrible things, not necessarily under the person's control, which makes them worse. Uh, so if this is something that is going to you know, be a miracle— to use an overstated term, but like extremely effective tool to deal with this pernicious problem that plagues too many people in our society and our society in general, because we all pay the costs via, you know, healthcare and all that for people who are not well. Uh, it is good, you know, medicine is good. Look at look at vaccines, you know, past few years, um, and I think having a powerful, high-profile medication to deal with obesity is good in the sense of body positivity. It is it is encouraging the idea that. Obesity isn't... You know, everyone thinks, oh, you're just fat and lazy. Just get off your fucking ass and stop eating Doritos and go to the gym and you won't be fat. And that's not the case for... I'm no way qualified to say how many obese people, but certainly a lot. Look at the shit so, Lizzo
1: takes over this. You know, it's a fucking... Yeah, exactly. Then, well,
0: as they say, you try dancing on stage the way Lizzo does. I don't know. I mean, personal point of view, Lizzo does not look... I mean, even putting aside the dancing, she's heavy, but she doesn't look fat or lazy or sloppy to me. She looks like a heavy person who still, you know, has it together. I don't know. Uh, so so we need uh, get to a world where we made, we made strides with this. Certainly we also made strides with the idea, oh, you're depressed? Just fucking kick yourself in the ass and do something. No, it's a disease. It's something we need to treat it. We need to treat obesity like, you know, more or less any other disease. And if there's an effective drug to deal with it, a drug and not just willpower, then that's good. We are getting better... Uh, with body positivity in general but we have a ways to go and you know i do think a lot of obesity is the result of disordered eating and lack of self-care uh not those things are necessarily a lack of willpower or laziness and I'll, i'll get to that in a minute but they do have to do with behavior so you know it's good to be able to cut through that uh you know i guess it's a necessary evil because we've built this society where two pernicious factors are at play our society encourages people to gain weight, you know, by building everything around the car and building everything about staring at a glowing rectangle and sitting at a desk all day and eating crummy food. But simultaneously, we shame people for it at the same time. You know, while I said we're making strides with body positivity, fat shaming is way, way more ingrained in our culture. Plus, you know, and here's my America rant of the day. We refuse as a society to progress as a nation. We won't make healthcare more accessible, even though we could. The only things holding us back from that are greed and stupidity. Uh, medical, I use I, a stat of that. Medical costs associated with obesity exceed two hundred fifty billion dollars annually. So this is good, but I, you know, the focus more of the New York Times story was not obese people taking it. It's Kardashians. It's you know quote unquote average sized people who just want to look like a fucking skeleton and encourage this idea that thin is good, fat is bad, and the thinner the better, which I don't agree with. Uh, you know, that pushes us in a bad direction and it limits the supply for those who really need it. You know, if I have diabetes or I am obese and I desperately need something to save my damn life, uh, you know, I can't get it because these vain people who are emblematic of our quick fix society and short-term thinking, they need to gobble it up all. And uh, before I turn it back to you, I want to quote, there's a bit of a long quote here from the New Yorker article we talked about, which is by uh, Gia Tolentino, a New Yorker writer. So she writes, um, I had been wondering, I told Dr. Arone, and that's Dr. Louis Arone, the director of the Comprehensive Weight Control Center at Weill Cornell Medicine. I had been wondering, I told Dr. Arone, about the extent to which the excitement around this new class of drugs took the broader status quo more or less for granted. Many obesity-related health problems are worsened by circumstances that could be helped through policy, by raising the minimum wage high enough for people who afford fresh produce and high-quality protein, by investing in housing and community spaces that are conducive to recreation, by ending the billions of dollars in farm subsidies that go to junk food additives such as high-fructose corn syrup. These things would work to prevent prevent obesity, not treat it, Aron said. It would be like trying to treat lung cancer through a smoking secession program. Unquote. That was the point I was trying to make, that we have an individual solution, but we need collective ones, too. So yeah, this is the aspect of Ozempic that's bad. The way to treat this big, big, big problem is taking a pill. We got to think bigger than that. We got to shed some of the short term thinking. Weight loss. Weight loss. Easy weight loss.
1: Miracle diet drug. Miracle weight loss drug.
0: And it's true. Ozempic was designed to help people manage their blood sugar but it's also proven to help people lose weight.
1: Noah, can you tell me why this topic is popular this week? Well, as I said, we
0: we make easy for people to gain weight in ways that are destructive in our society, uh, and the lionization of physical beauty at the expense of too many other positive qualities, our way of evaluating people uh, based on their appearance. Like I said, I think it's gotten better in recent years, but of course, with all change, there's a backlash, right? You know, there's... Hey, Lizzo's a big star now, even though she's heavy, all the people saying Lizzo is fat and lazy and a bad, a bad icon, you know, which I don't think is rooted in facts. Um you know, I danced around this, but I think why are so many people fat in our society? It's all the structural things I said, but also people are depressed. World is hard, the world is depressing, the world is stressful. And for a lot of us, you know, maybe all of us. Almost all of us, when we're depressed, we retreat into things that are comforting in the moment. And for a lot of people, it's food. I'm, I'm not even close to obese. I'm, a pretty skinny guy, and have been most of my life. But when I'm depressed, I, I eat sugary crap. I mean, maybe I'm lucky that it doesn't make me, uh, obese. But you know, I know that feeling. We all retreat into that stuff because that's how life is. And I just, you know, why? Because this is the society we've built. And we've encouraged this idea of quick fixes, and we refuse to deal with problems on a bigger scale. And the celebrity culture, you know, Kim Kardashian's doing it, I wanna do it. If it's all over TikTok, I wanna be part of it. So, you know, well, I think there's some unalloyed aspects of this that are good of the Ozempic trend, I think the reasons why are not good. I said before, it might be a necessary evil I guess that's the definition of a necessary evil, a good thing that is done for bad.
1: You know, and and let's add to this, like what is not to like about a kill switch on the way your body handles sugar? You know, like we we are a uh, civic body, a sort of, uh, uh, you know, an entity as a society that loves the idea of the hack you know, of the kill switch, of the cheat code, how you can be smarter than the guy next to you, how you could sort of essentially cut some steps off of something or eliminate work and and simplify things. You know, that's, that's one of the, you know, wonderful things we reward people for in our society. If you could feel fuller, eat less without having to do the exercise and change your life, which of course you absolutely must do to have lasting change, and you know, you alluded to it before, the rebound effect, of stopping this drug is that you put the weight on sometimes worse than you had. I mean, this is like anything yeah. else. You know, people who do yeah. crash diets are the same thing. And this is yeah. just this is a, you know whatever.
0: I mean, at least they're upfront about it. As soon as it's done, you're you're back on your own, man. Yeah. Like this is.
1: It's a yeah. let's put it this way. Behaviorally, this winds up being a maintenance drug, and it reminded me of the people who've talked about taking testosterone just recreationally to to get a sort of people in their fifties take testosterone. Take-
0: what yeah. so that they can get hard again is that the idea
1: so well test you know a guy friend i know is in his 50s he took testosterone and it allowed him to get more vascular when he exercised uh his it kept fat off and uh get he, more va- i just feel like what's the what's the utility
0: of that if you're not a body? it's a vanity trainer, okay. thing and yes there was yeah. a, there
1: was a, a sexual performance component to it and that it was treating his but he was turning his body something like 10 years younger than he was uh, he says, though, the the problem is the minute you stop taking testosterone, your body stops making the testosterone that was there beforehand and you suffer a dearth of it, which is, you know, the same thing. There's a come off effect from this, too. You know,
0: well, that that's why I was always hesitant to try Rogaine, <laughs> because then like the second you stop Rogaine, you're back. To, I hadn't uh, heard that. But, no, but oh, let yeah. me, Rogaine only works as long
1: as you use it. You but know? let me yeah. just let me just, you know, I, I just want to make sure everyone understands here. Why is it popular? It, you know, it, <laughs> Uh, like if if there was a single way for I could get on this, I I would love this. This sounds exactly like I don't want to stop drinking, I don't want to stop eating a thing, I don't want to do it. I want a pill for all these things. It is exactly the American dream. It is the magic thing. Every time I've gone to the gym, I've always told uh, uh, my wife. I said, "God, just put this into a fucking swallowable pill." <laughs> yeah. The, okay. De- delete the ninety minutes I'm about to under undergo yeah. and, and all the 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 app the withholding of food and pleasure for for the rest of the day. Put that in a pill I could just take rather than me having actually do the work you know well
0: but but it's not that you can eat whatever you want and the fat doesn't gain it's that you stop wanting to eat
1: yeah no and i can I see an
0: argument that 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 causes long-term you know it changes your habits permanently even when you stop taking it but apparently it doesn't uh-huh.
1: so and, but and then to go back down to earth for a single second um this, this could very well be a panacea for you know a real problem it's like yeah we, we backed ourselves into a corner with high fructose corn syrup and sedentary lifestyles and car culture and all that shit and it's like but You know, maybe, maybe if this thing, if it had been treated like asthma medication, like an inhaler, rather than a fucking, um, you know, something that wealthy women from Beverly Hills could abuse over the course of a couple of weeks, drop a few dress sizes, then it would be like you're talking about. Um, you know, asthmatic, you know, something that saved the lives of asthma sufferers, then that's a panacea. That's something that's good. It's just the problem is, is that the line gets blurred here with the fucking people who are going to abuse it. We're just lucky that you could not abuse asthma inhalers. There wasn't sort of a recreational component to people who need clear bronchia. I,
0: I bet you someone's found a way. And the fact that I was able to take a once-weekly injection and then all of
1: a sudden, like, the pounds just, like, dropped off, I was like,
0: this is wild to me. Imagine a world where you're in your 20s now, you're a kid, or even in your teens or even a fetus. Uh, (laughs) Would you have had a different opinion of Ozempic? If you were the guy, you know, sitting next to me at the airport yesterday while I was waiting on my flight, just scrolling through TikTok, you know, and oblivious to the world around him, would you uh, have, have taken more of a liking or fascination with Ozempic?
1: You know, it's funny. You know what this reminded me of? Um... I was thinking of the Clinton era, especially you talk about when we were kids. We weren't necessarily, well, I guess we were kind of kids in the Clinton. Well, country. you're in our 20s. Clinton was teens, a Clinton, teens. We
0: were, we were a year too young to vote for Clinton the first it was time. It's true. It's right? true. We turned we turned 18 shortly after he was a novel. So,
1: right you know, I, I thought about, um, uh, there was a lot of diet pills. You no, know, there was Fen-Fen. There was Viagra. There was Viagra. a lot of, a lot of right. pharma fads. There was heroin. There was heroin. <laughs> there was heroin. People had heroin as well. Um, yeah. you know, like diet pills, uh, you know, uh, uh, my mom used to have like Dexatrim, uh, back in like yes, 1982. Dexatrim. And it's like, I had no idea what it was. You know, it's like, it do was you spain. remember,
0: do you remember the ads in the early eighties for that chocolate flavored diet candy that no, helps you lose weight
1: naturally? I don't remember that.
0: You remember this There's a story and there are ads to watch on YouTube that are funny. So in the early eighties, a company introduced a diet candy that just helped suppress your appetite and it's it's speed right it's speed no it was called aids a-y-d-s aids jesus and (laughs) i remember when i started hearing about aids the disease i'm like that's i was i was probably seven but i'm like that can't be good for the diet candy (laughs) and the onion made fun of it and there are dumb century book they said New diet candy is sweeping the nation. Experts predict in the eighties the name AIDS will be synonymous with fitness and health. And of course they later changed the name, but like I'm imagining what they're saying in like the AIDS boardroom. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is the worst luck a product has ever had
1: look to, to, to make a long story short here i think, sorry sorry no, i had no, to okay. do that detour i think that uh, this would have been this was the stuff the fodder of, of, of clinton era headlines that were just essentially destined to become jay leno jokes i could just imagine jay leno with his hands in his pockets. so have you guys uh you guys heard about this you guys heard about uh Olympic, Yeah, yeah 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 you know uh, um know and and, and that was literally the joke just seems saying you heard about this and making noises i think the celebrity adoption of this is you know if that's the angle i'm kind of approaching this isn't helping the case for this drug to be taken seriously and so i would have thought about it in the same way as a lot of other you know fly by night bullshit that was just like oh who besides either bored housewives and or tabloid readers and or Shirley mclean and people like that care about these (laughs) fen-fen and and shit that winds up damaging your heart muscle tissue i have no idea
0: Yeah, I mean, I of course I wouldn't be interested in this because, yeah, like you, I didn't care about those people or the equivalent of those people when I was in my 20s and wouldn't now if I were in my 20s. And, you know, I wasn't in the market for something to deal with obesity. I'm still not. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but I might have actually scorned it more since, again, who knows what, how my attitudes would be different if I were young now, but I was definitely less forgiving of... Fat people as a kid. I mean, it was less forgiving of different people in general. I feel like that's the way I've grown positively over the years. But I definitely have more of an attitude that everyone fat is just a lazy loser and fuck them. Um, which is, you know, not nice. Uh, so, yeah, I would have looked at this as like, you're so lazy, you're so entitled, you need a drug, you know, just just get on a, get on a bicycle. Uh, so, yeah, if I were young now, I tend to think I'd be... I'd see this more as a, as a horrible thing.
1: Ozempic, it is literally the hottest drug in the country right now. But what happens when you stop taking it? Noah, do you see any of this as a sign of the apocalypse?
0: I don't think so. I mean, we need to deal with the obesity issue one way or another. And, and the odds of us rebuilding society around healthy food and, and you know, walkability is, you know, and, and not crushing people into depressive black holes uh is looking harder and harder day by day but you know i never give up and i never want us to give up anyway but if nothing else until we can do that we need something to help these people and you know even if you don't want to help people keep down the costs that society has incurred and in terms of the vanity thing i mean look, people have been doing stupid things for physical appearance probably since you know cavemen put like you know uh, rubbed uh colored minerals on their face to make themselves look better or whatever uh and this seems no more invasive or deadly than other things i mean I, speaking of the 90s you know that's when we first heard about liposuction right
1: remember when, remember when struck... that was like a moon shot like people just say, who, the, yeah, hell, who yeah. the hell would do something like that my and god hook
0: hook up of i remember on again on saturday night live hans and franz episode they had uh, rosie uh, uh no uh rosanne baron played by victoria jackson and they basically gave her liposuction right there on the show. They basically hooked up a vacuum cleaner to her. And the idea was it was sucking the fat away. So I don't know. Again, I have no nothing even approaching a medical degree in any field. But it seems to me this has to be better than that. And has to be better than a lot of other things. So, you know, I, I see this as somewhere between the opposite of apocalyptic and only... Th- which is good and only slightly apocalyptic, somewhere in
1: that realm. I'm going to steer, yeah, I'm gonna steer clear of the controversy because it's like I'm just not going to engage with it in this case. I'm going to say you can hardly claim that a drug of this sort, you know, again, talking about the, the way you describe it actually was a lot easier than whatever de- definition I had written to do the same job at the Tether Show. I'm I trying to make sense of that, that mechanism does take a little work, but once you do sort through it and actually describe what it does to, to, to essentially hack your body chemistry. It's another chemical miracle, you know, you're talking about a lot of like brilliant people are standing on a lot of other brilliant people's shoulders to come up with something that's amazing, you know, and the fact that this drug can be used uh, in in controlled circumstances with the guides of medical professionals, you know, recreational use is on you if you enjoy that shit, if you're propagating it, if you're taking that as advice rather than like real tried and true medical advice from an actual doctor. You know, I, I, I have nothing to I have nothing to say to you. But, I mean, it's like this is something that should be celebrated as a fucking, as a fucking miracle, you know. But it, it, one, one other thing is that um, the idea that so much of the discussion about this, when you start to look at celebrities, is 100% women for the most part, with the exception of Elon Musk. Yeah. It's Elon like Musk, this yeah. is another thing, by the way, whereas I'll tell you with 100% fucking absolute sh- lockstep surety, that Sylvester Stallone has been abusing testosterone and human growth hormone for years, which is why he's seventy-four years old and still has the body of a, like a forty-eight-year-old weightlifter. He's vascular. He's overswollen. Right. He is. Right. He's, he's. I think he's re- older than that. Okay. okay. Yeah. He's. Oh, he's replaced the chemistry. He's doing, you know, work that you know with, with chemistry, hacking his body, replacing the things that he should have lost thirty-five years ago. Uh, with you know this incredible medical intervention, and no one gives him any shit for that. The same way people are giving Kim Kardashian shit for fitting into a fucking dress to get to the Met Ball.
0: Do you think it's safe enough to say, well, that's you know, it's not going to harm you. You can go ahead and do it. Well, here's the thing: it it can potentially harm yeah. you, right? And and this gets into the whole topic of using a drug off label. Right. Is there any aspect of the Ozempic craze, the Ozempic phenomenon? The ozempnom the, the ozemp phenomenon. Don't if you open an ozemp phenomenon and you chant the prayer in there, a a, a giant gaunt looking, saggy butted demon appears. Clatu baradadicto. Um, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, any aspect of that that you think it, uh, makes you jealous?
1: Uh, I'm going to read from my notes here. No, I'm pretty sure okay, I am pretty please. sure I wrote these at some point this weekend. Okay. Uh, it says here, I would love to lose weight instantly and magically without eating one single sandwich less or cutting a drop of alcohol intake as we approach but 50. But you do
0: eat a sandwich less. That's not how it works, man. As we
1: approach 50, our metabolisms are grinding to a halt, making weight loss several orders of magnitude more difficult than before. So I'll be... Checking out the feasibility of ordering black market wigobie from El Salvador as soon as we turn the microphones off today.
0: <laughs> Sorry, to interrupt your joke.
1: No, no, no. That, that's that. Uh, that is the joke.
0: Okay. I know. I heard it. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not jealous. I mean, I'm glad I don't have all my health problems. I don't have to deal with being obese and the, the many many extra problems that come with that. Uh, but on the other hand, I am Just reading these articles, reading anything medical, whether like doctors know this, doctors discovered this, a test revealed this, a test revealed that. I get jealous because I'm plagued with all sorts of crap that no one can figure out. You know, every, pretty much every doctor I go to just throws their arms up.
1: You know, like they said, Donnie Brasco, you got cancer at a prep They put you in the medical books.
0: Uh, pretty much. I, I, might, <laughs> I might explain everything. Just, you know, a year in PT and nothing changes. It's just, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm very frustrated. Every time, like I remember this. Sorry to get serious for a minute. So about... 15 or 20 years ago, my dad uh, was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and they got it early. You know, it's the kind of cancer you want to get. They got it early. They removed his thyroid. He's fine. He's, you know, years later, hasn't bothered him. But I remember my reaction when he told me, he's like, I have this and I'm going into surgery. My reaction was, do they, are they sure what it is and are they sure how to deal with it? And he's like, yes and yes. It turns out, you know, he was right about that. And that's where I sought comfort because... Whatever the fuck is wrong with me all these years, it's like no one knows anything. So I get jealous of the idea of, like, we know the problem, we know how to deal with it, and it fucking works. That's what I'm jealous of. Uh,
1: so what about uh, the felonious scale, Noah? Tell me felonious about scale. Yeah, right. where this falls on okay. that uh, thing.
0: A tough one because, you know, I like to compare like to like of our past topics, and we never really talked about a drug before. But one drug we did reference not so long ago, cocaine bear.
1: The movie Cocaine Bear. <laughs> well, I guess technically, yes. That's true.
0: Right. So I multiply Cocaine Bear times the Wednesday dance, the people dancing like Wednesday Adams on the Wednesday TV show. I don't know why. That just jumped to me. It's a little about vanity. Uh, and then you subtract minus one times, uh, here's a drug thing, vaccine deniers. Uh, right? Okay, yes. So the opposite of vaccine deniers, good thing, subtracted from... Uh, the, the the product of Cocaine Bear and Wednesday Dance. So map that out. Use a T-square if you need to. Figure out where that is. Add it to your list.
1: Your results may vary. Well, I was... Um... You know, uh, diminishing the brighter aspects of this on account of having to read, you know, so many bold-faced Real Housewives of um, Beverly Hills. Is it Reals Housewife or Real Housewives? <laughs> ah, it's, it's hard to tell. Technically, it's Housewives Real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of Hills Beverly. I, you know, I'm, I kind of want to start this thing. Like we should. Movie the plural Movie should be Milfs, not Milf's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, you know, that's a slow-moving bandwagon. No one really cares. about it. he's he's laughing. Everybody. Oh, I love, I love God, when that happens. Milfs.
0: I read once that MILF, I think MILF is the number on most, no, the number on most searched porn term is lesbian. Yeah. And I think MILF is like right behind Looks that, like the just, uh, What know? does that
1: tell us, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I, I was thinking of something that was touted as it was originally touted as oh, something that could be good. It had a big, you know, new um, vista of discovery that would potentially benefit a lot of people. And then it eventually just turned into a black hole exploitation. So I, ha- I, for, I hope this changes. I'm, it kind of got me thinking of NFTs. Which, you know, mm. now we, we're, we have the benefit of having looked at NFTs like a year and a half ago or so. But it's like, that thing blew up. NFTs are a joke, you know. But at the, at the first, it was supposed to be blockchain and all this stuff that was... You know, going to have all this, you know, this sort of um, an effect. We just hadn't even begun to figure out how to apply blockchain and NFTs to all these wonderful things, and it just wound up being a scam. So, hopefully, I don't think this drug is going to wind up being a scam, but it does make me think of of NFTs, which is unfortunate. Uh, All right, for the
0: moment, whatever, whatever works for you, buddy. I don't know.
1: Well, if if you Uh, guys would like to find past episodes of this show, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Ask your doctor. If I don't get it, it's yes. right for you. Yes, please do. Discontinue. And if your
0: doctor says yes, he's the greatest, or he or she is the greatest doctor in If career.
1: you start to look like Noah, discontinue uh, if you have side effects like that. Um, so tweet to us at Noah and Bill's show, write to us. Noah and Bill don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review. That's how people find podcasts. I'm on Twitter advocating all sorts of drug use uh, on and off label at William Scurry. And uh, I am on YouTube, uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar.com. Just lately I've been I've been digitizing movies that don't really exist in the public domain that, you know, aren't really yeah. copyright strict. Well, like Japanese cartoons like Pat Labor movies and stuff like that. I even I just put up a Werner Herzog doc from seventy six that's extremely hard to get. I don't feel guilty about doing it because it's like it doesn't you can't get money I'm not taking the money away from Herzog and no one else could see this movie. So fuck that shit. You know, I'm gonna put up uh, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck and you should actually watch the fucking thing because it's a great documentary and you know just copyright be damned I'm just, that's the kind that's the way it is for me you know I'm trash like that anyway Noah where can people find you
0: they can find me or what I'm about at bigquizthing.com uh, America's premier provider of corporate and private live trivia events nationwide virtual in person hybrid etc um yeah summer's getting busy we do we do a lot of you know what we do a lot in the summer bill we do events for law firms you know, because they bring in what they call summer associates, law school students. You know, groom them, train them, prospect them, etc. And uh, you know, they throw a lot of fun at these people. So, of uh,
1: law firms when you think of summertime and fun, no, you definitely think of lots, lots, law, law firms for sure.
0: Hey, if you're in law school, you wanna you wanna rake in those big uh, hourly uh, fees. Once you graduate, uh, you know, you go to you go to a firm that gives you the big quiz thing. That's what it's about. Uh, but always room for your event. So check it out at bigquizthing.com. Learn all about it. And then I personally am on Instagram at TheNoahTarno.
1: All right, everybody. Until the next episode, we are just talking about Doan's back Pills. We We don't don't get get it.
0: A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.